enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and today we're talking about couples therapy, and I'm joined by Mark Phelan. Hey, Mark. How are you, doctor? I am fabulous. How are you? Muy bien. So we're going to be talking today about couples therapy because that's what we talk about. We talk about love and finding love, and sometimes it is when you are in a new relationship. Sometimes it is when you've been in a relationship for a while. But oftentimes, while we can give some, I think, really good insight and some tips and good action steps... There are times when you really need a therapist, and couples therapy can be great. And by the way, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have serious problems. Couples therapy or even relationship coaching can be a wonderful way to find a way to enjoy your relationship more. Yeah, keep your perspective. You know, here you are single, trying desperately to find somebody. Now we're projecting, oh, six months in the way. You're going to be in couples therapy because it ain't going so good. Well, you know, I do believe that if people go to couples therapy before things get really bad or coaching, they're going to do much better. It's like a tune-up. Right. But unfortunately, I'm going to say about 80% of the couples that I see in my practice, it's because they've been unhappy for a very long time. And it doesn't mean that you can't repair the relationship or create a loving relationship when you feel like you are no longer in love. It is possible to do that. We'll talk about that. But it is certainly much better when you can do that before things get really bad, when you're, you know, before you're on the verge of divorce. And oftentimes that's when people come in. It's sort of like this last ditch effort to save their relationship. It's beyond the final straw. Sometimes. And isn't it a good idea to kind of Query the uh, your partner about how they feel about it just when you're in courting mode because that way you have an idea that, you know, I, yeah, we can always use help. I mean, the way we have a communication issue. Yeah. At least you know when it does come time, maybe we should go talk to somebody. It's not going to be, no, no, I don't do that. I mean, I wouldn't ask it on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think about couples therapy? Because I don't know if this is going to work or not. But, you know, if you're older, you're probably in a relationship with somebody who has, if they haven't been married before, they at least have had a serious relationship before. Or just been paroled. Been what? Just been paroled. Paroled? I'm not sure what that means. They just got out of this flame oh, the oh, joint. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if they haven't been married or in a relationship, that's because they've been in prison. Sometimes I'm a little slow on it, but I do eventually catch on, that's Mark. Right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying My that. Mine's a whirling dervish. Oh, I'm telling you. We, yes. <laughs> this is couple therapy. I can't keep up. We should go to therapy. But, you know, to ask somebody if in their last relationship why it ended is always a good question. And also, did you try therapy? Have you been in couples therapy? Because that's always a good sign right there. Don't you think that's a completely legit thing to bring up in the first couple of dates? I think it's a great question. Yeah, because you do want to find out how people talk about their old relationships. If they're talking about how their partner was horrible and it's all their fault and they're blaming Mm. and they're criticizing and they're going down that road, probably somebody you want to stay away from. But when you ask them if they did go to therapy, you'll probably get some insight to their attitude 
attitude towards it. Exactly. They might say, oh, God, I would never do that. I don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't need, man. I don't need therapy. Um, so Then you know that's a huge red flag. Seriously. It really is. Yeah. You know, people who go to therapy, in my opinion, are people who want to grow, people who want to do better, people who acknowledge, yeah, I could use some help. Because can't we all? Well, it's like you said, it's couples counseling and it's also couples coaching. Yes. Everybody can get better. I don't care. Michael Jordan at some point needed coaching. Mm -hmm. Whoever, no matter how good you are at something. Exactly, right. You can always have somebody, you know what you're doing? Why don't you try it this way? Try it that way. And it's the communication part. Maybe if you presented it this way instead of that way, your words would be heard. Mm -hmm. Little stuff like that. Exactly. Oh, crap. I never thought I came across that way. Yeah. And coaching is different than therapy. And I think in some ways lends itself better to Mm -hmm. enhancing your relationship because it really is more about enhancement and striving towards something where therapy, oftentimes it is, and and this can be useful too, certainly, when you can understand some of the patterns and why they're there and to be able to talk about those things, which can give people great insight so they can then do things differently. So they're both really useful. I use them both when I work with couples, but I do... Do you make anybody drop and give you 20? No, I haven't done that. But I do really appreciate people that come in who want to have better relationships, who are Mm -hmm. willing to ask for help, and who are committed to the process. And it works. I mean, that's the best thing. I love working with couples, and I love what I do. And to see really pretty, I mean, relatively quickly, the changes that people are capable of making... In, in a relatively short time when they decide that that's what they want is it's just it's awesome it's it's really inspiring for me and uh I isn't just it, it isn't it inspiring is a great word but it's also very nurturing that if someone is eh, I'm not that okay maybe but i'm gonna go along with it anyway so i'm gonna sit there and mm-hmm. take part and maybe all of a sudden coin flip changes the other way and you go I really like this. This is actually doing something for me. Exactly. It's not uncommon for at least one of the partners. And oftentimes it's a male, but not always. You know, Mm -hmm. people always, the stereotype is that the the woman is dragging the man in, you know, Mm -hmm. and he really doesn't want to go. Sometimes it's the other way around. But that's okay. If you're just willing to give it a try. I can speak from personal experience. I don't mind sharing the fact that I went into couples therapy with my ex wife and that's i was but i was a a kind of uh, ambivalent about it and so i got a phone call saying do you want to see a male or a female therapist and i said whatever obviously i was coming from a point of eh and instead of going well let's talk to the people and see what it is now i have a little more knowledge a lot more knowledge i would interview (laughs) the person and say is this going to work or not versus going to five or six sessions and really feel like I got nothing out of it. Because Not only did you get nothing. I got, the Greek word is tipata. I got nothing, nothing. I mean, it is true sometimes if we're not with the right therapist, sometimes it's because they're they're not skilled. I no. mean, look, it, there are people who say they do couples therapy, and that's not what their training is. Exactly. They do everything. Mm-hmm. Couples therapy is very different than individual therapy. It sure. does take certain training and certain skills to be able to do that kind of work. But somebody says they do, you know, they work with depression, they work with anxiety, they work with the couples. Yeah, the laundry with, list. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, beware of that. And there's often times, and I think this is the case in your story, more harm than good. In other words, relationships that could have been saved 
are ended unnecessarily because exactly. they weren't with It'll, the right therapist. And what happens is it, does, it gives you that validation in your mind going, this is doomed. We have no chance. Now I've been in therapy. I still feel the same way. It's doomed. So it must be true that it's doomed. It just reinforces it, right? Yeah, having someone who's just sitting there, the most innocuous comments, virtually no, not confrontation is not the right word, but inquisitive nature of probing a little, getting some information out, nothing. And I got nothing out of it. And uh, the proof. Well, in the pudding. you got a divorce. Proof in the pudding. And so this is why we're talking about it. So first of all, so you know what to be looking for, and also so you're aware of the things that you can do. Now maybe there's some of these things that you can do on your own where you don't need to go to therapy. And then if you do want to go to therapy, just to understand what that is, because I right. don't think people really understand what mm-hmm. couples therapy entails. So let's talk about some of the objectives of couples therapy. You know, oftentimes when people come in. They really just want to complain about what their partner is doing, sure. and they're there because they want the therapist to fix their partner. Please, my partner's doing this, and they don't do this, and they never do that, or I'm just not in love anymore. You know, you hear all of those things. And so they don't quite get what they're in for when they come in for couples therapy. So to understand what it is, but the objectives of couples therapy, I believe really one of the primary objectives is to increase your own self-knowledge. Because when you understand what you're doing and the things that that you have done or not done, or maybe even your beliefs that have got you and your relationship to the place that it's at, that's empowering. Mm -hmm. It's really wonderful. And that is also becoming aware of the destructive patterns of interaction between you and your partner. So yes, it takes two usually. So both people have some responsibility. And so you, when you can understand those destructive patterns, those dynamics, and in therapy, once you have that awareness, change them, it's really important. So that's what we do in couples therapy too. We help people gain knowledge, skills, and the tools necessary for a loving, satisfying, and sustainable relationship. So in other words, you don't just do the work and then stop. The sustainability is being able to keep going, Mm -hmm. to keep doing those things. So therapy, couples therapy, really does become effective as you become aware of your ineffective thoughts, beliefs, patterns, and behaviors, and then you change them. So then they become more healthy and effective. And that is something that I don't think people think of when they sure. think about couples therapy. Well, as a guy, I think I've, and I've spoke to a lot of guy friends who, I don't want to go. I mean, they're just going to gang up on me. Mm-hmm. In other words, we want the validation to say, see, I told you, you're a posse, control freak, and that's what she's saying now, too. So I'm right and you're wrong. And it's never that black and white. It's never I'm right, you're wrong. But every guy is worried. Uh-oh, female, female, uh-oh, too much estrogen. They're going to gang up on me, and now I'm going to be just beat up as I walk out of there with yeah, my Yeah, who would want that? Exactly. Yeah. So what does the guy do? F it. I'm not going to go. Right. So, yeah, so understanding what it is. And really, when we do understand our part in it, you know, some people, well, yeah, <laughs> that's not what I'm interested in. But when we do that, it really does become... Again, I use the word empowering because when we realize the things that we do, the things that we focus on, the ways that we think 
can influence our life and our relationship, that's a great thing. And that's true with sex too, rather than waiting for our partner to change or trying to get them exactly. to change, which, you know, we all know that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so when we're going down that road, we just get frustrated and we go into resignation and we give up. But when we realize, oh, to get what I want, whether it's more sex or a loving partner or a happy relationship, there's things that I'm doing that are creating that. And there's more importantly, things I can do differently that can right. give me exactly what I want. Exactly. And you have to be aware of them in order to change them. I happen to know, uh, you know, I've been accused of snoring on occasion. Now, needless to say, if I'm aware of that mm-hmm. and I have a partner who's, oh my God, I'm not getting any sleep because you snore like a freaking buzzsaw. Now I could say, too bad. The smarter thing to do, what can I do to change that? Maybe get checked out. Right. Get, have, go to a sleep study. Get, yeah. Get the little yeah. uh, mouthpiece or whatever. Right. In worst case scenario, and I know a couple of people have done this, you sleep in another room. If that only for the reason of having a great night's sleep and you get together for, and it's fine. Right. You could still go to bed together exactly. and then you just go into your separate beds. I actually think that that can be a really good thing. It's better than suffering. Sure. But I bring that up as a point is most of the time as you when you're snoring away, what does it mean? You're asleep. So you're not aware of something you're doing. Right. That is causing, you know, not harm as much. Well, it can be over and over. Well, you're not doing it intentionally. But that's my what I'm saying though is unless you're told, by the way, here's a tape, what is that? It is you there's the bus saw. Now I'm aware of it. Now I can do something to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to do is have my partner get no sleep. And then they come cranky and it's like, what is going on? Right. So that's an example, but there are many course, things that thousands. we do, right? Some of the ways we talk, the, the behaviors that we have, and we're not even really aware of them. So to become aware is such an important part of therapy. So when I think about the key focus of couples therapy or the things that we need to be clear about, the first thing that you need to be clear about, and this is important for, I think, whether you're single and looking for a relationship or you're in a relationship and you're wanting to be be happy, you need to be really clear about the kind of life that you want to have with your partner, that you both want to build a life together that has similar values, hopes, and dreams. That's really important. And it's not necessarily something that we think about. So whether you're single or in a relationship, these are things that you need to know. And sometimes in couples therapy, we need to just talk about that because people haven't thought about that before. The other thing to be clear about is the kind of partner that you aspire to be in order to have that kind of life and relationship that you want. So if you think, okay, I want to have a fun, loving, passionate relationship, guess what kind of partner you need to be? Fun, loving, passionate. If you want your partner to be a certain way or you want things in your relationship, the quickest way to do that, the easiest way to, well, it may not be easy. Mm-hmm. The simplest, maybe not necessarily easy, is to be that partner. Sure. And when you become that partner, you actually do create the kind of relationship that you want. But you also need to understand what is stopping you from becoming the kind of partner that you want to be. That's the big problem. And so when you have the awareness of what's going on, and then you have the skills and knowledge necessary to do things differently, which is exactly what couples therapy does for you. It changes your relationship in very big ways. Mm-hmm. Cause we get stuck in our habits and in our patterns. You end up finding those moments where you just like want to create a, a little bitch bank where you hope to, the, okay, 
She's leaving stuff on the ground. Okay, well, I'm going to wait and see. Because she always gives me crap when I leave stuff on the floor. So, okay, good. See? This, 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 this. Yeah, you go, you're why, just focusing on all of the negative yeah, things. You're creating this nonsense so you can get back at somebody. How about just take the problem and put it on the shelf to begin with? How about picking up stuff off the floor? Is it normal? Some people walk in and basically every piece of clothing is in a nice little trail. If it irritates your partner... Don't freaking do it. I mean, a lot of it comes down to common sense and just. I mean, that would be great. Or if you're the partner that it, it is annoying too, uh, look, you probably knew about it before you got married in the first place. Uh, then just pick it up or have a conversation with your partner. So, you know, how do you communicate that? If you are complaining, the, the how is that's curious. not going to mo- be yeah. like, oh, you know, you're leaving your clothes on the floor mm-hmm. again. Pick up your clothes. That doesn't inspire your partner to want to pick up those clothes. And oftentimes, really, they're not picking up their clothes, not because they don't love you or they don't care. They just don't think about it because it's not important to them. So if it's important to you, pick them up, have a conversation. And there's lots of different ways to do things. You know, and and one of the things that we've talked about this in different ways on different shows, but something that is so clear and obvious to me, and I think to people once they once they sort of go down the wrong path, is that once we meet our partner and we fall in love and we get married. That is not the end of the story. It is the beginning. As a matter of fact, that's when we really need to start making that effort because relationships are a lifelong, lifelong, it never ends, process of consistent effort and growth consistently. Once you stop, once you take your partner or your relationship for granted and you stop making those efforts, your relationship is going to die, just Mm -hmm. like everything that isn't moving forward. So it is something that you need to be aware of. You need to put that effort forth and keep growing together in those ways. And it's not hard work. You know, this idea of relationships are hard. They can be. There's no question they can be, you know, hard or difficult Mm -hmm. to times. But when you are making those consistent efforts, it's not so hard effort. And it actually can be an enjoyable process. Well, sometimes it's an overused expression, but it is very true. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. You know, this isn't for the just going away for the weekend. This is building a life together. And the good, the bad, the ugly is going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all part of it. You can't just have all of the great stuff and not the difficult stuff. Uh, And it is what we said before, but to focus on changing yourself, not your partner. When you focus on changing yourself, not your partner, the couple's therapy and your relationship is going to be much more successful. So couple's therapy definitely works best if you have more goals for yourself than for your partner. And, you know, this whole idea, you know, people say, oh, relationships are 50 50. Mm-hmm. No. Relationships are each person putting in 100%. Now, the reality is we can't always be putting in 100%. We're going to be realistic. But we want to be putting forth our best effort at all times. Exactly. And like I tell couples, there are times when one person will be putting in 100%. Oh, 100%. And the other right person there. may be putting in 0% sure. because they're just in a really bad place. Right. But as long as you have at least one person who is fully in to help that other person come out of wherever they're at, that can be great. Now, if the other person isn't putting anything in, it's all give and no receive, well, then there needs to be some conversations. There's some problems there. You need both people fully, fully in. And absolutely. And especially in the course of especially a working couple, 
that one would have, oh, I had the best day at work today. It was so great. This happened, that happened. I was this. I got a promotion, whatever. And the other, how was your day? It was horrible. I'm on the verge of getting fired. All my clients can't stand me. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, that's too bad. Well, what should we do? Be aware. Have an open mind, an open heart, and be aware that just because you're in a good mood and everything's going great, your partner may not be sharing that. So what can you do to balance it? Yeah. Take a little load off. It's so tricky because, you know, then the person who is having a really great day can say, can't you just be excited for me? Right. And and these are things that happen in our relationship where we have conflicts or we're in just different places at different times. And the reality is, is that relationships are great when things are easy and we're on the same page and, you know, we're just not having any stressors in our life. Anybody can do that. Anybody can fall in love. Anybody can feel in love when things are easy. The really great couples, the ones that really know how to thrive, and this is true in their relationship, in their life, and in couples therapy, they are the people that are recognizing that there are conflicts, there are differences of opinions, different ways of thinking, and to learn how to think about those and navigate those, mm-hmm. I would say it's sort of learning how to dance together. Sure. And that's what good couples do. And there's no like, okay, you have to do it this way or that way. You need to have the conversations and understand what is going to work for you and your partner. Mm -hmm. And that does require some trial and error and usually requires, you know, we'll say some some mistakes or some difficult times, some challenges until embrace those and learn from them and find your way to the other end. That's when couples can become much stronger. And then the love feels so much better, you know. And the other thing is to recognize that you can't change your partner. You can't control your partner. Can't change them, can't control them. And that's the reason I'm single. <laughs> because you've been doing it or they are... Both. Yes. Um, but that's where we get into problems, right? When we are trying to do that and expecting that our relationship is going to change or the reason that our relationship is in the bad place that it's at is because our partner is doing everything wrong. And so when we're trying to change them and we're trying to control them, I mean, that's just bad. It's the kiss of death. It really is. So, you know, it's, it's again, learning what do you do when you're faced with conflict and challenges? Those are the things that determine what kind of partner you are and what kind of relationship that you're going to have. These are things that, you know, if it's, if it's tough, especially if you've had, we'll say, um, not a great role model or role models growing up or some difficult times growing up in your childhood, it can be really difficult to navigate. And I'm going to say almost impossible without getting some outside help. It is possible, again, depending on how big your struggles are. But getting that therapy or that coaching, that outside help can be so beneficial in so many ways. I have couples tell me all the time that it's the best decision they ever made was to come in and get therapy, even though they were hesitant at first. You know, sometimes that's why it takes them so long to come in. Mm -hmm. They've heard horror stories like yours. Oh yeah, I know people who went to couples therapy or I went to couples therapy before and it was a horrible experience. Mm -hmm. But if it's the right therapist and the right therapist for you, which is why it's good, like you said, talk to different therapists, see if 
you know, you're sort of on the same page, right. that they know what they're talking about. Make sure they have experience. Make sure they're well-trained. And make sure you feel that they understand what it is that you want and need. Exactly. Really important. I think mean, all significant growth comes from the challenges and the disagreements and the conflicts and the you know, all of that. That's how we grow in life, and it's how we grow in our relationships. Sure. So to remember that these things don't mean that you shouldn't be together, that you're incompatible, that you married the wrong person. It just means you're in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I think people think that. They think, oh, yeah, my partner, they think differently than I do. Or we're not compatible. They want sex less than I do or more than I do. So we're not compatible. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Exactly. Well, go ahead and find a, a scientist who can clone yourself and then you'll be very happy. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, though. That's the whole exactly. thing, right? Yeah. And understand that everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Your partner doesn't have to have the same opinion as you or think the way As long as it's the same do. opinion I have, and then we're fine. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, we do. We all have our different ways sure. of thinking and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And to celebrate some of those differences because that's what makes us all interesting exactly then you can just share different aspects and different points of view you're not for the idea of convincing your partner that you're right and they're wrong but at the same time wow i never thought of it that way it's interesting it's it's evolving yeah and speaking of that you know one of the things that people do is they fight to be right right mm. if you're fighting to be right there's one winner there's one loser the relationship is the loser. Nobody wins. Right. I mean, really, you win, you don't win. Your yeah. relationship loses, your partner's unhappy. Mm-hmm. So if you're fighting to be right and you're, you're doing that kind of a thing, that is really destructive. Right. But when you are fighting for love and you're fighting for your relationship and you want to be there for your partner to let them know that you want to understand what they're thinking and what they're feeling, even though you don't agree with it, you don't have to agree with it, but the fact that you can understand it and they can understand yours, so you could actually be there for one another in a loving way to pat each other on the back and hug each other when you need some support rather than telling them that they're wrong. You know, it sounds like common sense, but it's not what we do naturally in relationships. And we get to one of the big things that couples therapy does is it helps us understand the things that are stopping us from doing the things that we know are right. Like we know we shouldn't yell or scream or Mm -hmm. criticize. Like we know that. And yet people do it. Exactly. And to understand what that is about and that's when the therapy part comes in. There's there's a lot of things that really create. And if that. you've got kids, or you you can almost remind yourself when you're saying the words, "Don't talk to me in that tone of voice" and those kind of things, and you realize, oh, I kind of do that to my partner. Different tone of voice, different attitude. It's it's the same thing. If you don't find it pleasing or remotely supportive, maybe there's a reason. And if you you don't want to be that finger pointer, I told you I was right. Now everyone else tells me I'm right because I've talked to them, everybody at work. <laughs> right. And they say yeah. that you're wrong and I'm right. And so, oh my God. I know. Another version of that is basically, here's why you're wrong and here's the evidence I have. And it can right. come out in many different forms. And another thing to think about is you really don't want to or can't really expect your partner to treat you better than you treat him or her. Right. So people come in, they're like, yeah, well, you know, my partner is this and they're that and they do this and they do that. And then you can say, okay. And so how are you being loving and supportive? Mm -hmm. 
Well, no, I'm not because I'd be loving and supportive if my partner was more loving and supportive. Well, if you want your partner to treat you lovingly, then you need to treat your partner lovingly. But again, it's that waiting for their partner to change, treating them badly because they feel that they're being treated badly. So if you're not treating your partner lovingly, how can you expect your partner to treat you lovingly? Well, it's like a scene out of a sitcom where the guy's sitting there watching TV and the woman comes out, she's all bundled up and sniffling. He's, oh, I feel terrible. Honey, I got the flu. And he looks at it and goes, we're out of beer. <laughs> I mean, that's, that sounds that's, like a uh, married with children episode. But that's it. It's like the, that little snapshot of that moment of I'm sick. I don't feel good. And where's your reaction to that? Oh, honey, I'm sorry you feel that way. We're out of beer. In other words, what am I supposed to do? Get bundled up and go to the store and buy you more? Where's your head at? Would you want to be treated like that if you're that person being sick? Yeah, I mean, that little it, tiny it seems when you know when we talk about it, and I think this is why a lot of people sort of hesitate or are reluctant to go to couples therapy because they think, well, we should just know what to do. It all seems so obvious, and yes, again, you can know things. But if you are not applying your knowledge and you're not clear about what it is that's stopping you from applying that knowledge, and I think that's where most people fall into. I think a lot of people know what they are supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, the way to be a loving partner. Sure. And yet they find themselves in trouble. And they do because they think, oh, yeah, because my partner is like, pick the wrong person. We're not compatible. I don't really love them. I thought I did. And people tell themselves all kinds of things. So really, I mean, if I'm going to just put it into simple terms, what does therapy do? It just gives you total awareness, first of all, and then the skills. And when you have the awareness and the skills and you practice it, that's important. You can't just go to therapy. You have to practice these things and apply them in between the sessions and things will start to change. Your behaviors and your patterns will start to change over time, as will your partners. It's just That simple. It's like learning a language. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. It takes practice. You learn and speak over and over. It's a skill. Then you learn the language of love. It's true. And and living from a place of love, not just waiting to be loved. It's again, it's empowering and it feels really good. I'm single and there's times now I go, I'm so glad we've talked about this. uh, You don't have to deal with any other issues. But sure, there's times you walk home and you're like, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody there just to share, unburden, and say, okay, today's my day, tomorrow's your day. You know, just unburden whatever you got to say, and you can just relax because you know there's a support system there. You know, it's true. The reality is that there are great things about being single. There are. There's some wonderful things. I love being single. There's some great things about it. And there are also things that that I miss terribly. And so what I always say is, you know what? Be where you are. Be grateful for where you are because it's probably temporary. Mm -hmm. And so if you are single, enjoy it. Embrace it. Do things that single people do that people who are coupled up don't do because it is probably, unless you make it a choice, going to be temporary. And if you're just thinking, oh, why aren't I in a relationship? I wish I were in a relationship. And you're not enjoying the being single, just sort of looking at the other side, Mm -hmm. then you're just going to be miserable. And guess what? 
you're probably not going to attract somebody. And when you're married, there are wonderful things about being married, especially when it is a healthy relationship, a thriving relationship, and you're putting in these, you know, these efforts that we're talking about, and you have a true partnership. There is nothing better than that to have that person there who you know has your back, who you know supports you, who is there with you, that you share the great moments and the hard moments. I mean, there's nothing better than that. But, you know, there's some other sides of it, too. Yeah, it does require some effort. You do give up certain things. Exactly. We talked about this before. It's like going to the gym. I mean, if you have a milkshake and a cheeseburger and then you have fries and that that night you have a piece of chocolate cake and they say, oh, my jeans are too tight. Guess what? Either stop eating the cheesecake and all these things work out harder but you know we're intelligent human beings we know there's a trade-off there's a discipline involved same thing with a relationship you can't just snap your fingers and everything's going to be hearts and flowers yes and mark was just making reference to tonight as i was eating my ice cream complaining that my jeans were tight yes i did it but there was low fat mint (laughs) it was low fat it was just the little teensy little container 180 calories or great ideas Portion control. I know, but my jeans are really tight. <laughs> but that's the style. My God. You know, so I, again, why are we talking about this? Because we want people, and I'll speak for myself, Mark, I'll let you speak for yourself. I want people to understand that, yes, there are things that you can do. You can do them right now without therapy that can start making a difference in your life and in your relationship. And if you find that it is too challenging or they're just things that you don't understand or things aren't working, then absolutely get the help of a good therapist or relationship coach because it can change everything having that that support and that help and that guidance because it isn't always so easy sometimes it is Mm -hmm. sometimes you just make a decision and you do some things a little differently it can change your relationship Mm -hmm. seemingly overnight and i'll tell you the first thing you can do live in gratitude be curious be a more loving partner those are your action steps. You sure. can try those. Mm-hmm. Be curious. Ask your partner about things. Be interested in what they have to say, even though you may not agree. Live in gratitude. Be grateful that you have this person in your life. And as I always say, you never know how long this person will be there. Mm-hmm. Don't ever forget to do that. And don't ever take somebody who loves you for granted. Yeah. And just be that loving partner. Be the partner that you want your partner to be. Sure. When you do that, you will feel more loving. You will be in love. When you act in love, you actually are in love rather than waiting for your partner to do something so you feel in love. And things can change dramatically in a relatively short period of time. And if you are struggling and you find that these things just aren't getting you where you want to go, definitely seek some outside help. Absolutely. Put forth an effort. If, if it's not for yourself, for the sake of your partner, if they think you need some help, Go along, because I'm sure you can be part of it. Yeah, it takes some courage to look at the things that you are doing that are, we'll say, problematic in your relationship. It does take some courage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? I realize what I have been doing or not doing or my contribution to the state of our relationship right now or my own happiness. Again, maybe it takes some courage. Maybe that's difficult for you to do. 
But when you realize that you actually can change things by the things you do differently, I think that's the best thing of all, rather than hoping things are going to change or trying to get your partner to be different. And so hopefully some of these things that we're talking about are going to help you. Again, if you do want to find a a good therapist, go online. There's some great websites, psychologytoday.com. For sex therapists, there's uh, asec.org, A-A-S-E-C-T. Find people who are trained and qualified. Talk to a few. Don't make the decision based on how much they charge. Because I'll tell you, if you're paying $50 an hour versus $300 an hour and you're not getting the help from the $50 an hour, you're paying way too much. So find somebody who's qualified, who you feel understands you, somebody who can really help. That's so important. And and again, you know, you have the, the history to talk about that and you had a bad experience. I, I would not be interested if I was in a relationship right now, I would not be going to a 23 year old graduate who just got their license and they're talking about their life skills and you know how hard their lives have been. I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I need to go someone with a little bit more track record. Just a point of reference. Yeah. I mean, look, I think there probably are some good therapists in their 20s, and I'm not going to say make a blanket statement. But yeah, look, you have somebody no, with other, life experience. But and, for other 20-year-olds and yeah. millennials, it's great for each other. But right, I'm saying as right. an older person talking to a younger person. Yeah. And again, it's just when you speak with them and see how it feels for you is a good thing. So that's what we have to talk about on this show, and that's the end of this one. And I just thought it was such an important thing for us to talk about because I don't really bring it up that much about therapy, and yet I believe in it so strongly that it would be crazy not to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about it every show. So here it is. This is it. Not that I'll never talk about it again. I'm sure we will. But I just want you to, if you are thinking about couples therapy, understand what it is about, what to be looking for when you are seeking that and to understand what you can do to have it be an effective and positive experience for well, you. the old expression it takes two to tango yep if one person knows how to tango and the other one doesn't it looks pretty awkward that's a good way to put it right and it does unfortunately only take one person to uh, end a relationship it takes two to keep it going but it really only takes one to end it and all we can do is our part ultimately we can be doing everything that we know how to do. We can be the most loving, uh, intentional person. Mm -hmm. And if we have a partner who just isn't willing to do their part. Or a schmuck. And, you know, that's, or not willing to seek any kind of help. that does happen. Yes, and sometimes we need to end a relationship, even though we love somebody. Just because we love somebody doesn't necessarily mean that is going to be enough to keep the relationship thriving. Mm -hmm. So other things to talk about. I suppose that's a whole other show by itself. Big time. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We will be back next week. And again, if you have any questions, comments, you can go to my website, drlauriebuckley.com. We always appreciate you tuning in to us. And everybody, take care. And think about the things that we've said. Take some action steps. Hi, everyone.